is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the pad. I am your host, Kevin Spotty Blackman Jackson. So thankful to have you back with us, especially on what is, uh, I guess why I can't even say it's been uh, a million years, but it is another winning Monday. You know what I'm saying? Back-to-back victories for the first time in multiple years um, and with a a pretty convincing victory also. Um, I know we're going to get into some some details here very shortly about this 40-17 win against uh, the, the Fish our uh, our heated rivals from uh, from down south uh but for the time being i'm just gonna tell you i love it you gotta love it thanks again for being with us tonight i can already see my guys popping in guy fisher that's what i'm talking about um i do before we begin i want to introduce the man the myth the legend my super producer jr brower my guy what's good hey what's going on what's going on victory monday it feels yes, glorious yes, Let's sir. Get yes. It. my sentiments <laughs> exactly um listen we got a lot to discuss tonight um but we're, we're i think we're going to focus on you know maybe some of the main topics surrounding what's going on with the team right now including um what what i would have to imagine is a commanding victory does actually give us an opportunity to see some transformational growth from this team um, as we continue to go, we'll touch on a few topics and then we'll get into what it is that we can expect going forward in Green Bay next week. All right. So as we begin, what do I say? Um, maybe not a uh, you know, maybe not. Uh, I, I guess what would they say? This this, uh, this expe- expectation of the same old Jets. Right. We had uh, yeah. a pretty, pretty convincing victory. Um, maybe not uh, the way that we expected. We didn't really pass for much, but our running game was in the house. Uh, my man, Brees Hall who, uh, you know, quite a few folks said maybe we had went up a little too high to pick up. Definitely, definitely solidified the reason why it is that we picked him as early as we did in the second round to compliment our our Michael Carter, uh, who we actually thought last season was a really, really good uh, starting caliber running back. But it actually seems to be a perfectly complimentary piece to what it is that we got in Brees Hall. Uh, What do you think, JR? I totally agree with you, man. I didn't know what to think of Brees at first through preseason and the first couple of games, but after the last two games in Pittsburgh and this week, it's like, man, I feel like it's going to keep like a snowball rolling down the hill. It's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And like Mm. Bark said, I think he is everything Saquon was supposed to be. So who knows? I'm hoping for the best, but I'm liking it. And I'm a big Michael Carter fan, but he's a better uh, side piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Complimentary running back. Exactly. a, a little bit more like what his role was coming out of North Carolina when we drafted him in the fourth round last season. So, um, look, 
Brees Hall is that guy. I don't think there's anything uh, anything left to really say about that. He he showed not only the ability to run between tackles, but what it is that it's like when he gets out in space. Showed off the the receiving prowess as well, where the majority of his yards actually showed up yesterday with a hundred yards receiving and ninety seven yards on the ground. My man is definitely making a name for himself, and so early in the season, I think he put himself in a category with some names that most folks may not actually think that uh, he would actually qualify with as of right now. With the with the totals that he had so far, I mean, guys like Herschel Walker. I mean, look, we're, we're talking about serious, serious Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks, and Brees Hall has put his name in consideration at a very, very young age, so to speak, within his Jets career. So I'm really excited about what it is that we can see from that. Um, I, I think that maybe there are some questions about what it is that we were planning to do in the passing game, but if you guys remember very specifically, I was saying that we wanted to run the ball early so that we can alleviate some of that pressure on our young quarterback, Zach Wilson, not make him feel like he need to play hero ball, but actually come in and play, uh, you know, I guess what it is that we saw, which is complimentary football and not necessarily have to be the guy to, you know, just to do everything by himself. Um, Listen, we have studs. We do have Garrett Wilson, who unfortunately didn't have many yards. Thank my fantasy team for maybe a little bit of change in tone in that, as well as Elijah Moore, who didn't, uh, you know, who, who had, again, these guys are still making you know, pretty solid catches when we need them to make them. Corey Davis, the same thing. I mean, uh, a little disappointed in what it is that we got from uh, uh, Tyler Conklin. I think he's been a little spotty um, so far. Uh, pardon, uh, you know, me throwing my name out there with his production going forward. As you can see the film in the background, we got our guys doing the thing right now. Brees Hall, a little trucking and, and, and chucking and ducking and pushing these guys, dragging them in. Um, look, that guy could have had a monster, monster day with two more yards on either side of the ball, whether it be rushing or receiving two more yards. Cause it, it seems like he's always uh, for these past couple of weeks, getting stopped at the one. Listen, I'm not mad. Michael Carter stepped in and was admirable in, in, in this, in this stead, uh, getting the ball in over the goal line. He pretty much took all the work from our breeze. I saw them talking a couple of times after he scored. Now I know Michael has got to be telling them, you know, I, I'm just picking you up, big dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You you, yeah. you keep put you keep putting them down. I'm gonna knock them down right after you. And uh, look, that's exactly what it is that we mean by complimentary football. Um, I'm really you know I, I'm I'm a little bit more comfortable with seeing it actually happen this way. We're not getting that 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 three headed you know running back uh, you know committee thing. Uh, I I am you know maybe wanting to see a little bit of what Bam Knight uh, has has in store for us. But if I'm just keeping it real, I don't necessarily know if I want to see him at this point because if we see Bam Knight that probably means that somebody else is either hurt or not playing well and uh, i'm just really i'm really really liking what it is that we have from these guys right now in Brees hall uh and michael carter um look this is a phenomenal victory uh the defense showed up today and while i know that you know we hear the 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 dolphins fans complaining about how we beat their third string quarterback let's not forget how it is that we got to their third string quarterback he wasn't the starter for this game and let's talk about, again, our, our rookie class and the guys that are showing up, like my man Sauce Gardner, who is, uh, you know, to be honest with you, he's the reason why we actually saw uh, Mr. Thompson play yesterday is because his hit on the very, one of the very first plays of the game on Teddy Bridgewater knocked his behind out of the game with a, with a corner blitz that came out of nowhere. And uh, I really wish that I, we could have got some of the, uh, that uh, that discussion from Robert Sala telling us exactly where that came from. They said that there was something that they noticed. And uh, I guess whatever it is that they saw, it was pretty obvious because it worked extremely well. Now, Sauce Garner has been playing well. 
and is probably in contention for uh, defensive rookie of the year uh, uh, nominations just based off of what it is that we've seen so far. We hope that he can continue on this trajectory because if he does, man, I'm telling you right now, it looks like we've got one of the best young defensive players in the league and we got him literally for an entire few uh you know four or five years i think it was a fifth year option on, on rookie contracts but i mean he's only going to get better we have another little version of our own Revis island really really excited about seeing how that shakes out as well um listen if you guys have your have questions if you guys have uh you know comments that you want to make you can always give us a, a call here on the on the launch pad hotline 201 Two five six one seven nine nine. I'll be more than happy to give you an opportunity to 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 stand on the platform and and scream from the bottom of your lungs and from the top of your chest with all of that bass about how it is that we looked and how it is that you felt like we looked um, out of this forty to seventeen win against the Dolphins. Really excited about what it is that we've got. We we actually saw um uh, we saw Carl, Carl Lawson um who who literally man i mean what did he he break a, a broke a jets record for quarterback hits in a game with six uh, with seven excuse me john franklin Myers showed up with six of his own uh bryce huff um who who you know we actually were kind of worried about coming into the beginning of the season because he was a healthy scratch in quite a few games came in and over the course of the past couple of weeks is looking like he's solidifying himself as an integral part of this pass rush uh jerry i mean we we showed some guys man who, who do you who do you think stood out as far as that defensive line performance from this weekend. As far as for me, it had to be Q, though. You know what I mean? He stood out for me in the game. But yeah, he's on pace for 11 sacks, I think. That's what uh, somebody said. So, yeah. man, look, that'd be great. But, look, yeah, Q, Q stood out for me, that definitely. You know what? I, I was getting ready to get to his name, and I, I wanted to get to him. <laughs> well, I, was, I wanted to get to him specifically because when we're talking about a, a contract year for Quentin Williams and a lot of the conversation around has he been good enough for us to want to offer him an extension. And we legitimately have an argument, I think. And I'm going to spend a few minutes on this because I really want to get your, your input on this as well, JR. We've All actually right. got not only Quinn and Williams, who has an extremely, extremely good chance of, of being, you know, literally the best player on this team. I think he's in a contention with Elijah Vera Tucker, who on the other side of the ball, Joe Douglas's, uh, you know, uh, commitment to the trenches. Uh, he certainly has done a good job of putting these guys together. I mean, I know Quinnen wasn't his wasn't his pick, but um, I think Joe Douglas is going to really have a, a you know maybe not as difficult a, a, a task in trying to bring him back next season based on the play that he's made. But Elijah Barra Tucker, man, I really just got to touch upon this: three yes. different positions, three weeks, all at a high level, no sacks allowed, very few uh, quarterback pressures. I mean. If you're talking about the best player on this team, you think Elijah Vera Tucker should be in that conversation? He's going to be a pro bowler this year. Four spots on the line within the last year and this year. So, mm. I mean, we might as well try him at a center and see what he can do. Look, I agree. <laughs> it's an opportunity, I think, for these guys to really kind of step up and, and, and make a uh, you know make a name for themselves and, and give us yep. an opportunity to see what it is that it's like when we have sustainable victories – from I basically what Joe Douglas has done is building from the ground up with these guys, man. I mean, Jermaine Johnson, who we saw had a little bit of an injury um, coming out of the end of the game, who, you know, tweeted out he was actually good. But, I mean, he's been coming along. Um, we're talking about Michael Clemens, who is also still a contributor at this point. Um, has some questions about his athleticism, I think, coming in. But he is still there eating up reps and making tackles and being disruptive. I mean, obviously, when we're talking about Sauce Gardner, we know exactly what it is that we're getting. We know the potential 
uh, that we have in Garrett Wilson and, and what it is that he's been bringing to the table. I'm not even, you know, glancing over what it is that we're getting from Brees Hall. We started off the, the entire show talking about how beast mode that guy actually is. And beast mode is, a you know, operative considering what it is that we really want to do is look a little bit like what we look like, what Seattle looked like when they originally uh, started to put together their championship uh, caliber team. And then we also have Max Mitchell, who was really doing well uh, before the injury and really excited about what his role will be when we cut, when he comes back. And is that going to give us an opportunity to allow Elijah Vera Tucker to slide back into, into his spot at the right guard position and really just booster exactly what it is that we need from this offensive line, which is solid play consistently. Right. So yeah, I'm really excited yeah. about seeing that. Um, Look, man, I mean, it, 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 am I missing anybody? I mean, I, I think we've touched upon all the rookies so far, yeah? Um, Yeah, I think no. so. That's, that's I, anybody? No, I that's mean, the tight end, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Rucker. You know what? It, I, I, I knew there was something. Yeah, I, I knew, <laughs> he, he, did, I, I, he was in there a few snaps uh, this past week. So Yeah. I mean, Listen, I think with the veteran presence that we got from yeah. CJ Uzam and Tyler Conklin, it's it yeah. probably going to be a little difficult to get him uh, meaningful reps. But, look, it's not like the kid isn't on, on the field. It's not like he's not contributing. I see a couple right. of plays where he's really doing well as far as blocking and, and, and just basically learning his role in the offense. I think as he continues to move forward and progress in his own skill set, I think it's really going to be an opportunity to see these guys step up and do, a, and do it really big, man, do it really big going forward. So, look um, – the the defense is really I, you know what I, I just want to say I think the defense is really what won us the game. I know we scored five touchdowns all on the ground. Zach uh, Capono actually contributing his own uh, as well as two from Michael Carter, one from Brees Hall, and then Berrios, who who consistently you know gets home on that same play. It's really difficult. Um, it, you know what? Let, let me let me let me get a little bit uh, philosophical here for a second. And excuse me if I'm gonna stand on my soapbox, but football is a game of wills. Right. I mean, you've got film, you got years worth of film in certain cases. You have understandings of philosophy because a lot of these coaches come from trees that have established these offenses and defensive systems over the course of years, quite possibly decades. So, I mean, it is a game of will. You know what they're going to do. But can you stop it? Right. If you know what they're going to do and you game plan against it and you can't stop it, that is the mark of a successful either offense or defense. And in this case, Mike LaFleur still has some questions to me as far as play calling in situations, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I think if we continue to get the production that we're getting, I think it's going to, it's going to really show that the will of these young players, these dogs, these guys that are really coming in and, and, and you know, maybe are playing at a level that we haven't seen uh, a Jets team play at in almost a decade. I really think that uh, these guys are really showing us exactly what it looks like when you actually see a championship caliber team being built from the ground up. I said this a few weeks ago, and again, I don't want to be hyperbolic about this, but this draft class that Joe Douglas put together is really reminiscent to me as an old head. It's reminiscent of what it is that we saw the Steelers do back in the day where they had a young quarterback who maybe didn't have the tools around him to be successful, maybe had some questions about his game. But when he put all of these different pieces together, those guys gelled, they grew together, and they ended up being a four-time Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers. And with us just beating Pittsburgh uh, the week uh, previous, I think this is a, I think that, that really is something that we can look back upon 
you know, over the course of these next few seasons and think that it might make sense. I appreciate everybody that's joining us, uh, just joining yes, us live on the, on, the, on the podcast today. Um, Jets Launchpad, welcome back to the pad. Again, I am your host, Kevin Spotty Blackman Jackson. You can give us a call on the, on the, on the Launchpad hotline. 201-256-1799. We're here to take your calls, give you a platform. You can say whatever it is that you want to say within reason, obviously. But uh, uh, listen, um, really a well-rounded team performing. I would be remiss if I didn't come back and give some props to maybe some unsung heroes of the game. That is our special teams, our kicking game. Braden Mann, who just a couple of weeks ago, myself, I was talking about we need to kick him to the scrap heap, was balling. Dropped, dropped a couple of punts really right up against the goal line and gave us and just phenomenal stuck. exactly right. phenomenal field position to start if he continues to do that there's really no way that we can't say that we have an advantage zerline who uh, after that first game in baltimore we were actually talking about kicking him to the curb also has been a stud has not missed a kick or a field goal or a field goal or extra point since, since- week one that is a real weapon. That's a weapon, right? right? Yeah. That is a weapon, and we need as many of them as we can get. So these guys are really doing their – they're living their best lives right now, and I think they're feeding off of the energy that is coming from these young guys, right? I heard the comment saying that Brees Hall was looking around at the rookies before the game and was saying to, uh, to everybody, man, we're really good. And that kind of touches a little soft spot in my heart. It makes your boy Spotty want to want to tear up just a little bit because I've been in locker rooms where guys believe in themselves, and it's really hard to beat those teams. It's really hard to get those guys down. It's really hard to stop those guys from believing that the play doesn't care who makes it, and they're going to go out and be the one that makes the play. And when you have a team full of guys, when you have an offense full of guys like that, when you have a defense full of guys like that, and when your special teams believe that they are also the guys to be able to make those those plays, complimentary football that's a winning formula family so listen we're going to really get into into a little bit more of the particulars here in just a moment i wanted to give a shout out to my brother ben jackson i want to try to see if i can get him on the line to, uh to, tonight then if, if, if you're watching give us a call 201-256-1799 we can get you on we can talk we can talk shop a little bit uh my brother was one of the first folks to actually get me to, to believe that uh you know, maybe Sam Donald wasn't the guy, and I'm gonna keep it real. I, I, <laughs> I, I held on to Sam for a minute. I just kind of thought that maybe we didn't give him enough help. Um, and y'all already know, going back, uh, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for Jets draft draft picks. <laughs> right, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Jeff, Jets draft picks, and I really kind of want us to do right by these guys. And uh, I'm just gonna be honest with you, these last couple of drafts, man. Um, not only are we doing right by them, but they are doing right by us. It gives us an opportunity to really see what it looks like to have a draft pick that comes in and performs, right? Joe Douglas is going to have his work cut out for him when it comes to how it is that we re-sign all of these guys because if all of these guys are legit the way that they are, they're going to need a fleet of Brinks trucks to line up for these guys because they're all – uh, looking yes. like they're all looking like they're they're stars right now. So that's a conversation to be had for later because I know we're going to need to have it. Um, yeah. But look, just based on what it is that I'm expecting from this team, right? The run game is really where it is that we wanted to start, right? And I mean, this goes back to what it is that my man CJ, the painkiller D Simone, used to say uh, quite often when we were on Weapons Hot before we before we jumped off the pad here, um, that we're looking for sustainable winning. And what it is that I continuously said during those times was that we want to run the ball first yes 
We've got a phenomenal young quarterback who actually is looking the part lately by, by managing the game, by being smart with what it is that he does, not turning the ball over, making plays with his legs. You know, we can actually see, and, and we almost saw a little bit of a repeat telling Conklin to go long. And maybe because he had some pressure in his face, didn't get enough on the ball like he wanted to. Great play by the defender as well to, to, to break that pass up. But it was reminiscent there for a minute. I was thinking that maybe we were going to have a repeat of what it is that we saw Corey Davis do in Tennessee last season. Um, but we know that Zach can do stuff like that. So it wasn't necessarily something I th didn't think could happen. All right. So I was really excited about seeing that. But the, the, the premise of what this offense is, is we want to be able to run the ball. If we can run the ball successfully, that gives us an opportunity to set up, you know, great options in the passing game, play action pass, run pass options, a lot of different things that give us the ability to get these guys open in space and make open throws to guys who actually have ability to run after the catch. And we're really seeing some of that in, in what it is that we're getting from Garrett Wilson and, and uh, you know, maybe un unfortunately not as much from Elijah Moore lately. Um, but I do think that these guys' time is coming. I think yesterday was a little bit of an anomaly because of really the the, the success that we were having running the ball. And uh, as much as our offensive line, you know, is maybe a little bit, uh, you know, kind of disjointed because they are really our guys that are being shuffled around. Um, very big kudos to Dwayne Brown coming back and showing up. I know a few weeks ago we were talking about how that guy was robbing us and stealing money from us. And, you know, a lot of folks who necessarily didn't think that he was going to play at all this season. I'm really excited about the fact that he's in and he actually looked pretty good, if, mind you, in his first game. So if these guys can continue to build and continue to grow with some of the uh, the talent that and some of the teams that we're going to be facing coming up, the more that these guys play together, the better we're going to be. Um, we actually have some pretty winnable games coming up. And I know once we get towards the end of the show here, we're, we're going to be coming up on the midway point in just a few moments. Uh, we're going to start talking about what we can expect going forward. But the offensive line in particular you know, unsung heroes, man. These guys are really stepping in. Grant Hermans, uh, who's, whose name, you know, I didn't even know when we brought him in originally. And I, I, I kind of say that he had a little bit of a spotty history. Uh, I believe it was Kansas City or, or uh, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong. If you guys were in the chat, just tell me what it is that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting wrong if that's the case. But um, I just, you know, I, I couldn't even believe that he was actually stepping up to the plate the way that he was. That guy has most definitely been doing quite a bit. Um, to make us, uh, yo yo, hey, we got we got a uh, we got a phone call for you. All right, Hold uh, on. one of the guests on the Lost Bad Pod. Hello, hello, hi, hello. yes sir. Glad you're here. Thanks again for calling in. What's good? How you feeling tonight, man? All right, I'm feeling very good. It's been a couple of weeks. I've been trying to uh, make my make my appearance here, man. I, I have to apologize, man, for not getting uh. Exactly, Mundo. Listen, I'm glad that you called in, my guy. Obviously, um, you and I, we've been chopping it up, talking football for uh, for decades now. So, have a lot of respect for your opinion. Um, let me let me just jump you off. Really, give me your thoughts on uh, the the 40 to the 17 victory over the the Dolphins this past weekend. You got any high points? Any low points you want to discuss? I want to start with the positive here. I have to start with the positive, and I will say that a team that was depleted to the amount that Miami was depleted. And then also losing their second-string quarterback, first player of the game. I think that the score was indicative of what it should have been. We should have beaten this team by that by that many points. And so I have to give us team. I have to give our team credit because this is one of the signs of 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 of, of seeing a better team. The good teams always beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. 
Facts. And they beat them how they're supposed to be. That's the sign of a better team. And so you have to see, you have to see that, 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 that there was something there. There's a lot to be said for, um, you know, again, the way that you place it, I, I think is exactly how it how it's supposed to be, right? You're supposed to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. I think that the 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 more uh, stable that we get in a lot of these things that have been, you know, issues for us over the course of these past few few seasons, I think the more that we solidify those things, it changes the idea of what teams it is that we expect to beat, right? I mean, we're, we're seeing the run game. If these guys continue to grow the way that they are. Some of these teams that, you know, perennially have been teams that would always, you know, kind of be chalked up as a loss, they actually become, uh, you know, a little bit more of, of, a, of, a, of a challenge for them to beat us than us to beat them. I think we, we, it changes the narrative a little bit. You think, that's, uh, you think that makes sense? Yes, it does. It does. It does. It builds a lot of confidence also for the younger players that we have. We have a lot of younger players. And I want to touch on the younger players in relation to the younger coaches. I know we spoke on this personally. No, no. That also. But we have a lot of younger players. And these type of victories here, I know we spoke on this, and what uh, Brees Hall said in the, the, the walkout when he said, he, he said, man, we are good. Yeah. And it starts there. It starts with the self, it starts with the self-image. It starts with the self-image there about your team. And it's a self-image that, that as fans, I don't think we have had that perception for a long time about our team. Facts. I don't think we have had a perception that says that our team knows that we are going to win a game. Our team knows that we are good, and our team knows that we compete. There's been a question mark. Of, there's been a question mark going into every game for I don't know how many years. Maybe straighten that question mark out a little bit and make it an exclamation point. <laughs> right, right. You said something just a moment ago that I think, um, in reality maybe needs to be said a little bit more with regards to how it is that not just the fan base and the media and all of that, but how the team sees itself, right? We know these guys are young. We know these guys are hungry. There's always a narrative about same old Jets, same old Jets, same old Jets. And But I think Zach said it in the, in the, in the presser the other day that, you know, this team, these players in particular, they weren't here for any of that. These guys shouldn't be held to that standard. You can you can say that, you know, this or or, or that and, and the fans themselves feel, you know, negatively because same old Jets. And, and to, if I'm being honest, I'm a little bruised and battered myself. You know what I'm saying? We've had to deal with this for, what, almost 40 years, a little over 40 years now. So, I mean, you, you kind of got to think that. Yeah, if, if you have this many issues, how do we go about changing the narrative and these guys in particular the way that the way that they're going to change it is by not being that they're just not going to be that team they're not going to be the guys that that find ways to lose you know these this is a team that apparently would, would prefer to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat instead of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory the all-around mentality of younger players now that are coming up it's just an aggressive mentality it's much more aggressive even you see it more so with the offensive players now so yeah. coming out they're aggressive the receivers are aggressive to the ball the running backs are they're aggressively running the ball running backs are catching passes also they're aggressive yeah. to this ball they're, i mean they're getting they're more aggressive younger and with us, with us having the younger players their attitude is like it's, it's, it's like the young freshman coming in. He yeah. knows he can play. He might know that he might feel in his heart that he's better than some of the seniors that are out there. And so he, I mean, he's, he, when he gets his chance, he's gonna he's gonna make sure that he proves himself. And I, it, it, you have to look at some of that stuff. And Garrett Wilson is a perfect example of that. Yeah, I mean, every touch that he gets, 
you can, it, 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 I mean, he aggressively catches that. He attacks the ball in the air aggressively. He catches it very strong. His hands are very strong, yeah. and then he his movements are immediate. If they, he doesn't waste a millisecond after he catches the ball. He's already into his move. It doesn't matter what position he catches the ball in. He's already into his move, and he's shifty, shifty, and he's one. And Brees Hall, oh my God, it's, 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 that's an entire show for Brees Hall, is there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, there, 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 there might not be enough time really to discuss all of what it is that we've seen him do well so far. And I mean, if, if you remember last season, just to, to kind of preface why it is that it took so long to get in, it, it took Michael Carter a few games last season to really kind of reach his stride. So what it is that we're seeing from Bryce Carter is still not even the best that he can be just yet. Imagine how scary that is for opposing defenses, right? That's going to be absolutely ridiculous. And 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 realistically... Um, just just because I want to get your your opinions on this as well. We 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 discussed how the young talent has actually been kind of progressing at such a rapid rate that the young coaches are having a little bit of a hard time actually keeping pace with them. But we're seeing the coaching staff come around. We're seeing less mistakes. We're seeing less, you know, maybe uh, some questionable play calling, even though they're still there. But I mean, with the young team in particular, you know, it's kind of not you know, something that you can expect to just disappear all at once. Um, give me your thoughts on how it is that this coaching staff and their improvement over the course of these next few games actually has such a big impact on these young players. Yes, there's a disparity there. And and, and, and the more I think about it, I have to, I, I, I don't know whether disparity is the coaches have the philosophy, the philosophy Generational? Is there a different generational philosophy there? With the, I, I don't see that possible because the coaches are so young. I think of coaching and the players, it should link there, but it's not. The younger players are NFL ready. They're performing NFL ready. By yeah. NFL, by their, their standards of, of performance so far are NFL ready. Even Jermaine Johnson just got hurt is, is leading all rookies in fact. Wow. That's a huge kind of Hall, a point to make. Bryce Hall. Yes, Bryce Hall is emerging as one of the top defensive backs in the league, rookie or not. Resol, we just mentioned, so we're not even going to go into that. And again, Gary Wilson again. And so our rookies are producing yeah. here. Max Mitchell. Max Mitchell. Oof. Another one whose injury hurt me to my soul. I have to say his injury hurt me to my soul. <laughs> but another rookie, right. you know, under the radar, I have to say under the radar, but hate to use the cliche there, but under the radar, nobody really expected him to come on, but thrust into the limelight, trial by fire, and withstood the fire. Stepped up. Withstood the fire, the injury, I believe. I think that he comes back off of this injury better than he was. Yeah. There's no more antsiness after you come back off of the injury. It's almost as if... I have it, to it, agree it, with that. You try to just understand this playing. It's almost as if you played a season and this is your second season. In terms of, there's no more jitters there. Look, you know, you're uh, as a rookie family. He got, he got thrust in as a yeah, rookie. no, you're you're making points that are really important, right? There's no more jitters. You're making points that are really important. He did, and these guys are really stepping into a role now that I think you know, and and I've said this a, a few different times, and just to kind of you know, kind of reiterate this, right? We don't draft veterans, right? We draft rookies, these guys, they come in, usually there's a little bit of a learning curve, but I mean, sometimes the the, the talent that these guys exhibit is really just, uh, it, it, it just goes much beyond what it is that we would expect to get from these guys. So yes, yeah, so th there may be 
a little bit of a learning curve. There may be certain things that they need to learn when it comes to more advanced, you know, play. But these guys are really showing up. I wanted to ask you something else here also, because I've been talking about maybe some difficulties that we've had on defense and why it is that Jeff Ulbrich and Robert Sala don't necessarily have this, this quick twitch when it comes to making adjustments on the fly. And it sounds to me, you know, I've, I've heard them say over and over again that, you know, if you have to think, that means you're not playing fast, right? And I think that maybe some of the adjustments that they feel could be helpful, they don't necessarily, necessarily trust these guys to make them in game as much. Yeah, that's another aspect of it with the youth of the coaching staff. Some of these uh, adjustments they might not see until it's too late. That could be the case here. It could be the case also of the rookies making mistakes. They make, they're going to make rookie mistakes. And some of the route concepts, I watched a short video the other day and some of the route concepts. The route concept made sense, but they showed how the route concept, the route itself wasn't performed. You're going to have to figure in the fact that there's going to be some rookie mistakes. Along with the same goes for the coaching staff and then you're going to have to say there's going to be rookie mistakes there also so it's a combination of both very sloppy first quarter of the season here very sloppy we have to be in, in amongst the top teams in, in, in penalty and penalty yardage the penalties that ended they, they end up absolutely points. if you look at the baltimore if you just look at the stat lines from the baltimore game you would not believe that we lost i mean the numbers are they, they're almost not even comparable in terms of us out gaining them and the amount of yardage that we allowed it's, it was not a lot we just big plays. We had the one big pass interference penalty. They scored on the next play on a ball that really I thought should have been deemed uncatchable. Let's go to eat a damn snack. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go eat a snack. All right. Look, we're, we're, we're getting ready to come up against it here. Bruh. I'm thankful to have you on the line tonight, my man. Listen, really intelligent insight. We're getting ready to come up into what I think is another pivotal game here coming up against Green Bay. And uh, Green Bay is a reeling team right now. Um, we obviously know that they have, uh, you know, under center, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game um, in, in, in the discussion for uh, the, for the GOAT um, all time. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Green Bay perennially has been a better team than we are. But this, I think, goes back to some of the points that we were making earlier about, you know, when we start to believe that we should win some of these games. I don't necessarily think that Green Bay is a game that we can't win. We've seen these guys perform at a high level we've seen these guys play phenomenal defense we've seen these guys be functional against really good defenses and be able to put up points green bay gives us you know and i mean i don't even know if green bay would actually be the toughest challenge that we face this season it may be the best challenge that we uh, the, the toughest challenge that zach has faced thank you once again for hanging with me on the, at, at the pad and we're going to get ready to give up, uh, and we're going to let these next guys come on. Uh, follow us at Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Uh, you can download the app in the Apple Store or at Google Store. Twitter, follow us on Facebook, Worldwide Sports Radio Network, or you can catch us on Twitter, at Spotty Blackman. I'm working on the page right now. We're going to get the Jets launch pad up. Um, thanks again yes. for hanging with us tonight, guys. For the Super Producer JR, you got anything to wrap up, my guy? Nothing really. Just be on the lookout for the YouTube popping out soon. That's what I'm talking about right there because that's going to be exciting. I'm ready for that. All right. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining me at the pad. We will see you next week. We'll holler back at you next Monday. We'll discuss the news and the, and the stats. Thanks again for joining with us. You have a good night, and bless God bless you.
Sports Radio Network.